Welcome to the MPYA podcast. MPYA is a gathering designed specifically for young adults. In this podcast, you'll hear messages from our gatherings, as well as conversations that we hope will help you navigate these defining years of your life. We hope you'll join us as we explore practical ways we can follow Jesus in our everyday lives. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram, at North Point Young Adults, and subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear. But with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode. All right, what's up, podcast listeners? It's Clay. We've got Nathan back in the house. Hello. Uh, and also, my wife, Allie. Hello. How are you back. doing? Great. Good morning. Good yeah. morning. Good morning. It's early. Uh, yeah, did y'all catch my new latest video on Instagram today? I did. You did? You are an internet sensation. <laughs> it's kind of blowing up. I mean... The people love it. Tell the people what you're doing. Yeah, so in case you don't know... Uh, Allie had a, it was actually Allie's idea. I'll give Thank her credit. You. Thank you. Uh, she had this amazing idea because I have been uh, dressing our daughter Haven in the mornings. It's his, it's his job. You know, we yeah. feed her and then we yeah. hand her off. We need, res- we all have responsibilities. <laughs> we do. We have, yeah, in morning, morning time is strict. Uh, yeah. So I, it has become my responsibility to dress our daughter Haven. Uh, she's only six months old. Um, but I have started recording myself on reels doing this. Uh, kind of an outfit of the day type mm-hmm. deal, and it's blowing up. So yeah. if you want to check that out, follow. Clay is very serious about her outfits. Yeah. And he would, I would go upstairs later in the day, and there'd be all these outfits laid out, and I'm like, you just, you you really took this very seriously. So I felt like he needed to start showing the people his process. That's good, that's good. So it's I mean, been good. I care about how my daughter looks. I she, will say that great. I don't even have social media but I still like see them secondhand. People are showing them to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's how you know it's like, it's big. Pretty time. big deal. Yeah. Yep. It helps that she's the cutest baby <laughs> that I've ever seen. That's right. That's true. That, I'm not biased at help. all. <laughs> uh, Nathan, you could get famous too if you and Asia had a kid. You know, we've been married 11 months <laughs> <laughs> and we love the freedom that we have. Mm-hmm. So. There's no pressure here. We're not putting pressure on you. I can't wait to be a dad. Honestly, that's good boundaries. You need to take that time. (laughs) Um, Wow. Great transition. Segue. Speaking of boundaries, uh, that's our topic today. Uh, Everyone's favorite topic, honestly. Scary. Uh, We're talking about boundaries, specifically boundaries in dating, boundaries in our relationships, because Mm -hmm. we've been in this series talking about relationships, talking about dating. Um, And so... I just feel like this is something people, I don't, they want to know. I feel like they need to know. know. Yeah. Um, And so today we just kind of want to talk about what's out of bounds, how far is too far. Um, And this can kind of be an awkward conversation. Um, It requires a little bit of self-control, telling yourself no. Uh, But I think it's an important conversation because without boundaries in life, life would start to get a little out of control. So true. Honestly, life would get wild. And boundaries on the road, people would have car accidents. Am I right? <laughs> four hundred. So good. Would be crazy. Yeah, I it mean, would. Four hundred would be crazy. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we need boundaries in every area of life. I think. Right. The it starts with yeah, sure. Uh, cars on the road, um, but it, even in sports, we need boundary. We need an out of bounds line. Otherwise, mm-hmm. these games would just get insane. Uh, In society, we need laws in order to have a functioning uh, people. Uh, In in our personal life, we can't say yes to everything on our schedule. 
Otherwise, our lives would, again, get out of control. Uh, even in parenting, our kids need boundaries in order to protect him. I even think about Haven. Yes, she's still super young. She's only six months old. Uh, can not even crawl yet, but she can roll. She's gotten into the the rolling game. Um, and so if I just threw her on the bed and let her roll around, she'd roll right off and hurt herself. That's so true. Yeah. So I have to stack some pillows. I got to do some things to make sure that she doesn't, or I just got to watch her to make sure she doesn't roll off. And that's for her protection. It's not trying to restrict her. Mm. Um, that's why you're the best dad in the world. Oh, wow. Best dad in that. the world. Yeah. Viral also, on TikTok. she doesn't know that she would roll off the bed. That's, That's so an interesting exactly. thing, too. She's not aware that she's even in danger. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's a lot of times our life. We don't even know unless we have boundaries. And need to be told, potentially, yeah. what they are. For mm-hmm. our protection. Yeah. So in dating, we also need boundaries. The question is who or what is determining those mm-hmm. boundaries, who or what we're looking to to get those boundaries or to set those boundaries. And so that's kind of where I want to start. I want to toss it out to you, too. Um, what do you think? Did y'all have boundaries in dating? Any good boundaries? Any suggestions for the people? Uh, or how do you just respond to boundaries yeah. in general? I will say I, I um, immediately started thinking of Proverbs 4.23, which talks about guard your heart above all else. Mm. Um, That's good. And so for us as humans, but also believers and followers of Jesus, like, we know how important it is that we guard our heart. Mm. And in relationships, that is probably the thing that's most prone to being unguarded when we let that guard down in whatever way. And um, so we have to guard our heart, and boundaries help do that. And I think as far as, like, physical boundaries when we're thinking in that light of relationships, it's not necessarily – um, the same across the board. Mm. Like, I think you need to know mm. yourself and know your relationship to know, okay, this is going to be a trigger point for me, so I've got to stay away from that. But for others, that might not be a trigger point, and that's totally okay. Um, so you don't think that there's a standard, like, answer that everyone can just follow, that this is the boundary? Right. No, I personally, I don't. I Obviously, I think we can all say there's, the standard is sex before marriage is off the table. Right. You know, um, and any kind of sex to that matter, you know. Um, but as far as things leading up to that, you've got to know your limits and your self-control and your trigger points in order to set wise boundaries for your relationship. <laughs> What do you think, Allie? Yeah, no, I'm really <laughs> taking it all in. No, I think, and I think this conversation, like I said, it's, or like you just said, it's not a one size fits all. Yeah. Um, and there's also other boundaries apart from just like physical boundaries. Totally. Um, because, you know, when you're dating, when you're in a relationship, you're not married. And so I think that there are things other than sex that should be just for you and your spouse. Um, I want to throw this question out a little bit, too, because I think, once again, it's not a one-size-fits-all. There's different things for different people. There are different things that one person would think is really, really intimate and would create an attachment there that maybe wouldn't be for the next couple. Um, So what do you guys think are, like, apart from physical boundaries, which we can circle back to that, too, um, 
like emotional, spiritual, mental hmm. um, things that you think maybe yeah. should just stick to being that's in good. a covenant marriage. Yeah, that's interesting because I feel like most people forget about those. Uh-huh. They automatically, when you hear boundaries, your your mind goes straight to physical. Mm-hmm. And th- that's true. Like you should have those, but there's also this whole other side. Um, as far as spiritual, I think like we've got to be really careful to make sure we're not spiritually dependent on each other. That's so true. And so does that mean that like, you can never talk about the Lord? No, you should. <laughs> and, you should. <laughs> and does that mean that you can never pray together? No, I don't think so. Like yeah. you can have times of prayer that's circumstantial. If something comes up. Like or, bless the food. Exactly. <laughs> you should say the blessing. But if you're praying for something that's like really heavy on your heart or you just got a call that your grandma's, you know, in the hospital, mm-hmm. like you can pray together. That's totally, um, I think, a great thing. But if your only times of prayer and seeking the Lord and spending time in His Word is with that person, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be really careful about that. I didn't realize that there were uh, spiritual boundaries. Um, what's the <laughs> danger in that? Like, yeah. I, like I'm, I'm, I'm wondering for someone out there, it's like, how is anything connected to Christianity or spirituality mm-hmm. with my person? How is that? dangerous well i think even in marriage like our we we together do not have one relationship with god we both have individual relationships with god and so if you're dating or honestly even friendships i feel like this can be a thing if you're only going to church with that person you only feel comfortable talking to that person about spiritual things you only feel comfortable praying with that person you only feel comfortable sharing what god's teaching you with that one person you might that might be a little bit of a red flag of like hey is my relationship with god actually my relationship with God or is this like is my relationship with God dependent on this person because if that person leaves or if that person break like if that relationship breaks down if you are left without a relationship with God because of that person Mm. that's a clear sign that you needed some spiritual boundaries Um, things like hey you're doing your time with the Lord one on one you're not doing a dual quiet time (laughs) reading plan carving out I mean you can go to a coffee shop and read the Bible next to each other sure but if you're not having individual time with God, I think that that needs to be a boundary. Um, I think, too, as far as praying with uh, your um, just dating relationship, I think there should be some boundaries around that. Um, If the only time you're praying is prayer time with your boyfriend or girlfriend, I think that that I think that that need there needs to be a boundary there. I think, yeah. um, but also it's so dependent. If you're a new believer and you've entered into a relationship with like a long time believer, and so you've learned from them and you've you've grown your faith because of them, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But if your faith is attached to them, um, I think that you would need some some serious um, spiritual boundaries in that scenario. I think I think the danger too is we can make an idol of having the uh, picture perfect relationship oh, that's so true. of we're gonna go to a really aesthetic coffee shop together and you have your take journal, a picture of our highlighted coffee. Bible exactly and just like do our quiet times together mm-hmm. and seek the Lord and we're gonna go on a sunset picnic and spend four hours in prayer like honestly that sounds incredible it I does. Know. 
Should we do this? <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> All right. But I think that can become an idol. Uh-huh. Like if that is the goal and not knowing Jesus more is the goal, mm-hmm. that's a red flag. Yeah. And we need some boundaries in place there. Yeah. I would agree. Kind of shifting to a different type of boundary too. What do you think about like controlling your words to that person. So let's say you've just gotten into a brand new relationship and you are feeling it and they are feeling it and you are like, this is going great. Um, and like like three dates in, you want to say, I love you. Should there be a boundary there? Are they feeling it? <laughs> yeah, you're both feeling oh, okay. it, but it's like brand new. Maybe you're in college. And so like marriage is not soon, like yeah. just it's not going to be. Should there be other like emotional linguistic boundaries in your relationship? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I mean, again, I don't think it's one size fits all. Um, but I think that's a really good opportunity to bring community in. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what you and Clay talked about a few weeks ago. When you preach about dating, um, just bringing in other voices to see um, just kind of like the big picture and also to help you hit the brakes in some ways, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't think saying I love you is bad. No, but I mean, I, I think if you just go around, say, I mean, I would immediately be like, OK, how many times has this person said this to right. someone <laughs> immediately? Right. Just because they were like, it's not not true, but right. should there? Yeah, there are just people who are a little more cavalier with saying, I love you. Whereas for me, it was like that. I mean, and I may swing the far other end. I would argue maybe you do. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, I'm going to reserve this for when I actually uh, mean it. Mm -hmm. And it's going somewhere. Um, Because I, I mean, and I don't know if I consciously was trying to set a boundary with my words or anything like Mm -hmm. that. But yeah, I mean, I do think your words can lead someone down a certain road. And we don't want to do that until we're ready to take that next step. Um, Yeah, and the other thing I was going to say about that is with words, it's very easy to manipulate with words. Mm -hmm. That's good. And so I think a lot of times people will say, I love you, or will use certain words to the significant other to try to get something from them, um, whether that's sexually or um, I don't know, even just I don't, emotionally, emotionally yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I think you have to know your intention behind mm-hmm. the words too, and actually put some thought behind why do I mean this? Why am I saying it? Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think too, like even if you both feel it three days in, um, not necessarily you need to wait like six years to say it but the longer you wait the more calculated it feels Mm -hmm. and a lot of times that comes with more weight Mm -hmm. you know like if you say it on your second date it doesn't feel as weighty yeah as you would if you're three months or six months Mm -hmm. in. fun fact i told clay that i loved him first (laughs) because he just like wouldn't say it that happens a lot i feel like (laughs) i know but I was just going ahead and jumping into the marriage conversation. He was. He was like, I just think that this is going to be we're good. Heading I in the think right we're going to make like get married. And I was like, Do you love me? <laughs> and so, yeah, it was good. All right, what about this? <laughs> How do y'all feel about your significant other being an accountability partner for you? Wow. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> I think that's impossible. No. No. Literally no, impossible. No. How is it impossible, Clay? Because there are things that 
you need to be to share with another person or confess to another person that you are not going to confess to your significant other. It's good. I think there are things that are just out of bounds and that you need to be able to process with someone who is not your significant other. Yeah. Um, I think there's a difference between confession and accountability, though. Mm. Like within a marriage, I think there does need to be a certain amount of confession. Totally. But yeah. accountability, that's a no. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think even like you were saying, Allie, when you get married, you still need accountability mm-hmm. from people outside of your marriage, even people that are of the same sex as mm-hmm. you, you know, guys to guys, girls to girls. That can just help you process and be a third voice. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, if your significant other is your accountability partner, then it can start to feel like they are the ones that are kind of enforcing these boundaries on you. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Rather than that's good. you have personally in your walk with the Lord both said, okay, this is what I feel is right. We've talked about that. Um, instead, you're relying on this other person to be like, hey, don't let me go too far mm-hmm. in this one area of my life. And it's like, okay, you could almost start to resent the other person because they're restricting your movements. They're restricting you. They're telling you no. They're telling you not to do this or that or whatever. And it's like, that should not be your <laughs> romantic, romantic relationship. relationship. That is not going to be good down the road in the future. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, too, like when it comes to spiritual, emotional, and circling back to physical boundaries, we need to go into it with the mindset of this person is going to be someone else's husband mm-hmm. or wife. Yeah. Unless we work out, which right. there's a chance. Right. But there's also a, a chance that it's totally. not. And then you start to think of it in the way someone else is dating my future wife or husband mm-hmm. right now. And what kind of boundaries would I want them to put in place yeah. and to be living out? Um, and so when you start thinking of, it, thinking of it in that light, it really starts to clear things up of, okay, this should be off mm-hmm. the table. Mm-hmm. Because I would never want someone to be doing that with my future wife. Okay, yeah. that's a little – okay, I mean this is inter- interesting and it's hard because if I put things in that light, I wouldn't even want them to kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do that. Let alone hold hands. Like, <laughs> Let alone hold hands. Like I wouldn't want anything. And so for me in my dating relationship right now, it's like, okay, so I shouldn't do anything? Right. I mean I – is that what we're saying? I don't think that's what we're saying. No, that's not what we're saying, but I I also just think I've never met someone and even me personally, I've never met someone or talked to someone who regrets not going further in a mm-hmm. dating relationship. Like I've met tons of people who look back and say, man, like, I wish we wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I wish we wouldn't have went there. I wish we wouldn't have done that. I've never met someone that said, man, I man. really wish we would have went one step further. That's yeah. so true. You know? Mm-hmm. Does that mean you can't kiss? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but I think you got to think of it in that light. Like, this is a brother and sister in Christ, mm-hmm. first and foremost. This isn't my girlfriend or boyfriend. Right. And this is potentially someone else's spouse. Totally. For sure. Yeah, I mean, have you ever, in your dating relationship, if you kiss somebody, uh, did you ever feel convicted about it after? Just kissing them? Yeah. No. Like M- making out? I think making out is can be dangerous. 
Because Why? that that is getting like that's on the road. It's like the on ramp to the interstate of having sex. <laughs> the interstate. Okay. I'm thinking about 400 right now. I know we brought but, that up and we can't shake it. <laughs> I think you really do have to be careful with that because that just starts getting you into this mindset. And then your body, like God created this gift, and your body is not created just to hit stop, Hmm. you know? That's true. And so whenever that starts to happen, and then you're like, oh, wait, stop, we're dating, you're going to, like, feel this, like, just rip. Yeah. And it's going to hurt. Right. And it's hard. And it's like you could have protected yourself from that by not going so far Mm -hmm. when it comes to making out. It's true. Usually once you start— your body wants to go faster, exactly. not slower. Because God created us that way. Because when you hit the the freeway, the exit. Exactly. You want to speed up when you hit the totally. interstate. So, okay, Which is so, a great thing when you're married. Just keeping the metaphor All right, going. So bringing it back to maybe some practical application. Yeah. Um, I know for me in my dating relationships, I had a better time sticking to boundaries when they were less like you can't do this physically and it was more like circumstantially. So, for example, I'm not in a house alone with my boyfriend instead of like once we're making out, we can't do this. It's like, okay, what if we take a step further back and not necessarily go so like specific in that way, but more specific like, okay, we're never alone in a house together. Yeah. Uh, The doors open, Um, you know, posturally horizontal versus vertical like boundaries like that in my experience i've had better an easier time sticking to as opposed to like when you're in the moment you can't touch this or do that you know like those i feel like we're very quick to throw out the window because those are more in the moment as opposed to like okay if my mom is in like the hallway (laughs) or could be in the hallway at any moment with this door open that's not even the, con- you know, like I feel like those types of physical boundaries have better success totally. rate than just the like, yes, no, can do that's this, good. can't do this. Yeah, that's definitely true because environment has a lot to do right. with environment, how far that's you a go. Good word. So, I mean, if you, I mean, you can set yourself up for success or you can set yourself up mm-hmm. for failure. Yeah. Um, and so I think, yeah, those are great boundaries, even like not. I mean, yeah, not being on the couch past midnight mm-hmm. right. or a certain time of night. Like, we all know. Like, we talk about it, and it's, like, uncomfortable. It's awkward to talk about boundaries or whatever. But it's, like, we all know what happens when we put ourselves in those situations. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, we can prevent them if we really put our minds to it. Okay. So I'm thinking about the person, though, who is, like, okay, I hear you guys. I hear what you're saying. It sounds amazing. Like, I wish I had done that. Mm-hmm. But I've already had sex. Mm. I've already opened that door like it's already happened Um, there's no going back and so I feel like I can just continue doing it because I've broken the seal like it's kind of I don't know like I've already yeah I'm already there I think that that mindset is such a win for the enemy you know Mm. that shame mindset it's like not only shame but it's like pushing you to do more to create more shame to do more to create like it's this spiral of incorrect theology or incorrect view of sex um so to that person i would just say like is never too late 
to Good. to restart um even in the same relationship i mean if it's if you if you were a non-believer and you had sex with however many people and then you came to know the lord um just because you've already had sex isn't doesn't mean like oh well i can just keep ha-. like that's not really how sex works you know totally. like it's it's a choice every single time is a choice and so i think repentance comes into play of like hey god I'm sorry. Like, honestly, for a lot of people, I didn't know. Like, I I was unsure. Like, I didn't know that this was something that you were calling me to. I'm so sorry. But even if you mess up as a believer, even knowing that it's not okay, um, still the idea of repentance, which repentance is just the word meaning turning away from sin. Right. So it's like, okay, I was facing this sin. I was doing this. And now I'm turning away and I'm just not going to do it anymore. Um there's so much grace. That's why Jesus died on That's the cross right. is for us to have grace and we no longer have to be a slave to sin, mm. which I think that mindset of, hey, I've already had it, so I'm just going to do it. That's a slavery mindset of I'm just going to do it because I have to do it because wow. I've already done it. When the I'm reality is, yeah. yeah, Jesus came to give us freedom. And so actually turning from that and saying, hey, I have freedom in Christ. I don't have to be a slave to this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. I think that is one of the strongest testaments of faith that there is. Yeah. Not saying that you should have sex so that you can stop, but I think there's something so powerful about someone's story saying, hey, this is what I was doing. This is what I've done. And because of the freedom that Jesus offers me, I have turned and now I'm living this way. That's good. I mean, I think that's beautiful. Like, yeah. I think that that is something I mean, that's that should like, be yeah. celebrated more instead of like, I don't want to tell anybody that I had sex because it was in my past and like now I'm ashamed and I'm not doing it anymore. I'm like, no, like that is so beautiful that God set you free from that. I think I think it should be yeah. more celebrated, honestly. Yeah, and I think too, like, you know, we ask that question when it comes to boundaries, how far is too far? Mm-hmm. But in a sense of God's grace, how far is too far? You're never too far. Never too far. Like God's grace covers it mm-hmm. just over. It's like the ocean over and over again. Um, his mercy and his love and his grace has paid for that. Mm-hmm. He covers it. Um, but I was also thinking in a sense of I've done marriage counseling, uh, you know, like preparing people to get mm-hmm. married when I've done their weddings. And for people that I know were either living together or have had sex or were having sex on a continual basis, um, you know, I think like we would have the conversation like, hey, you're three months out from your wedding don't do it for the next three months yeah. because it's never too late to start fresh. Mm-hmm. And who cares about the past three years? Right. You know, God's covered that. Let's repent from that. Mm-hmm. But over these next three months, let's repent and start mm-hmm. fresh so that on the wedding night, there can be something special yeah. about that. You know, were they thrilled with you? When no, you it's, <laughs> it's not the most popular conversation, uh, <laughs> but that's... that is, yeah. I mean, and I, I was just going to go ahead and segue. I think that is a good segue into like getting practical. Mm-hmm. Like say I'm in that relationship right now. We've we're doing stuff, we've done stuff. Um how do I take the next step? Do I voice these things to mm-hmm. them? Um You probably have to communicate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, so practically, how do I take what I've heard and bring it into my relationship or if I'm not in a relationship, how do I go ahead and decide now Mm -hmm. that this is who the type of person I want to be? This is who Mm -hmm. I'm going to be when I get into a dating relationship. Um, Yeah. How do you take these boundaries and then begin to apply them in your life? 
Yeah, well, like we've kind of talked about, not a one-size-fits-all, but if there's a couple out there who has been having sex and they've decided, like, you know what, we're not going to anymore, that's going to require some intense boundaries. Um, That's going to require a lot, as in, like, you are never alone together. I mean, (laughs) it's going to require more than two people who have never had sex who don't want to. You know, it's going to be different. Um, So I think you have to look where you are. You have to look at your individual relationship, what you struggle with, um, where you guys have been, what your past look like, and move forward in that. And it's hard. Like, it's not fun at all, but it's so worth it at the end because once you're married, you have forever to do literally whatever. And I think that that is so beautiful and it's worth fighting for, but it is going to take some real self-control. I think about that question, like, what if I want to stop, mm-hmm. but my boyfriend or girlfriend doesn't? Yeah. You know, and that gets really hard. If if you've had some sort of conviction and the Spirit's been speaking to you and you want to repent from this, mm-hmm. but you go to them and they're like, what? You Why? Know? <laughs> um, and I just think, like, you got to have hard conversations. You do. And that might mean that you need to break up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Scripture tells us don't be unequally yoked. Yeah. And that might be a sign that mm-hmm. you're unequally yoked. Yeah. And we would, you know, you don't want that person to hold you back. Right. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, and I mean that gets into, yeah, like pre-deciding. Totally. Kind of going into that's it good. that I am not going to go down that route. Mm-hmm. Or like I'm with— yeah, I mean, and it goes back into like having your own relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so, and feeling that conviction, it's like, okay, I feel like God is telling me this um, despite what that other person thinks, despite what uh, they are uh, pushing back on. Do I really believe this? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, it, it reminds me of Daniel mm. um, from the story where he resolves not to defile himself. Yeah. So he's in this culture where all of this stuff is happening um, that goes completely against the grain of what God says and what God has told us, how he's told us to behave and believe. And so Daniel resolves not to defile himself. He says, no, I'm not going to do that. He's determined not to just let culture dictate the way that he lives his life. Um, And so I think if we resolve, if we figure out for ourselves, um, we're not going to do that, then we can go into it. ready to talk about it mm-hmm. yeah. um, and like you said being willing and ready to break up if it comes mm-hmm. to that yeah I have a question for okay. you guys so what would you say to a girl who's 22 she wants this okay she wants to find a guy who also wants to wait till marriage but she is convinced that there are none yeah. That she's looked on the app, she's gone on dates, she's been in relationships and only been with guys who want to have sex. What would you tell her? Yeah. And she's like losing hope and want about to settle, you know, like hmm. what what would you tell her? Cuz I know that <laughs> there are girls out there totally. feeling that way. Well, I would say from a guy's perspective, there're also there's also the question like are there girls out there like that? Yeah. Because I do think it goes both ways mm-hmm. at this point. Um, I remember in singleness thinking that, like, yeah. are there any girls that I'm going to be attracted to that are like me? Mm-hmm. Um, or and that, have that resolve, not necessarily exactly. are squeaky clean and never messed up, but like totally. have that resolve right. to pursue that type of yeah. relationship. Um, but to your question, I think I would just say 
they're out there. Like, and to trust and believe that God is going to bring that person in your into your life. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know guys like that. Like, mm-hmm. I know personally guys in our ministry, guys. And I know girls like that. Yeah. <laughs> in my friendships outside of the <laughs> ministry that we lead. Like, it's not like they're not out there. Uh-huh. Um, I think you, again, going back to environment, I think you need to be putting yourself in environments where those types of people go. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times people just end up res- yeah, going to the apps or going to the bars or going to parties or whatever that looks like. And it's like, oh, I want to find my significant other mm-hmm. here and in my daily life. But the person you're looking for is probably not going to yeah. be in those places. I think Good. relationships as a whole is just one big trust exercise. That's you know? so true. And like if we can trust God and Jesus to be our savior, we mm-hmm. can trust him with our soulmate. Mm-hmm. And so we just need to lean in. It's hard. Surrender, trust. Um, But also to that girl and that guy, like, you are worth so much. Mm. And God paid the ultimate price. You have the highest price on you through what Jesus did on the cross. So don't settle. That's so good. Don't settle. You're worth it. Don't settle. Yeah. I I think that's a great— uh, ending. That's great. To this episode. Don't settle. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Keep waiting. Patience. You can do this. Hang in there. Yeah. It's going to be I great. Think, yeah. Because you, you want that person. Yeah. You, you do. Yeah. And you don't want to um, just give in just for the sake of having a relationship mm-hmm. um, and then wind up unhappy down the road because marriage is a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, last thing is just if you don't settle and you trust Jesus and surrender, I truly believe he is going to write a way bigger story mm-hmm. than you could ever imagine That's right. with That's your so love true. and your relationship. Yep. He'll blow your mind. Like, it's beautiful to watch. So good. All right. Don't settle. Don't That's do it. it. See y'all next time. We love time. you guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the NPYA podcast. To learn more about us, you can follow us on social media at North Point Young Adults or head to our website, northpoint.org slash youngadults. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss one. See y'all next time.